Hello and welcome to Mini Business Adventures. We lift the lid on the UK's businesses because we believe that the best advice comes from the owners and entrepreneurs who have been there, done that and live to tell the tale. I'm Gordon Rutherford from AXA Business Insurance and today I'm going to be talking to Kayleigh Hall and Helen Monroe about juggling the demands of running your own business with family life. Kayleigh joins us from the Hall Creative Studio in the West Midlands while Helen is an interior designer and bespoke furniture maker at Finch, London. So, my first question today is, uh, a lot of people say it's much more challenging to uh, to go freelance or start a business uh, when you have children. Um, Kayleigh, for yourself, would you say it's more challenging? Absolutely. Um, it's not just yourself that you've got to sort of um, divvy out your tasks for. Um, but you're also on a huge time constraint because children, you, it's unpredictable. You've got to deal with school routines, with feeding time, everything. It's it's quite it's quite a handful. Um, so it's just a sort of time management more than anything, I think. And Helen, in your experience, uh, I mean, I I think it's swapping one set of challenges for another. So I think people who work within a business you know they often struggle to they maybe you know uh, want to go back part-time you know less hours and some companies are incredibly supportive some are really restrictive and you know not very supportive at all so I think it depends on the situation but um yeah there's obviously there's always that uncertainty with running your own business um but I think it gives you the flexibility to be able to you know drop them off at a certain time, pick them up at a certain time. Um, and I think you just have to be really efficient, you know, it really puts, and I think whether you work for a company or work for yourself, I think parents are work really efficiently because you have to get it done in that, you know, that set period of time. You can't always, um, you know, stay late and, and put in more hours. So you just want to make the most of your available time. So, um, yeah, I think we make great workers. <laughs> Thanks both, and I think that's a really important point to stress that um, whilst it's undoubtedly uh, more challenging, uh, I think sometimes uh, just being a parent brings so many challenges, whether you're self-employed or employed, and actually in many ways it can be more stressful if you are employed because, you know, if you have two parents working and... uh, the child falls sick at nursery or at school, then one of them has to drop everything and, and, and leave, which I guess um, being self-employed gives you more flexibility to cope with. Is that is that a fair assessment? I definitely think that's the truth. Um, with working for yourself, you've got, you can sort of work things around your restrictions, your time. Um, so you're not sort of boxed into a nine to five. Um, you can sort of, if, if there are off sick, you can try and find time to work around them. Or when they're in bed, you can carry on um, with whatever tasks you've got to complete afterwards. So I think it's just a, it's just sort of getting that balance right. Um, and you've also only got yourself to answer to, if that makes sense. So if it is a lot of pressure, you can sort of relax on that and then sort of re, refocus and manage that time accordingly. So Helen... What what would you say the other pros and cons of self-employment versus employment when you have a young family? Um, yeah, well, I think uh, my my favourite word today is flexibility. But, yeah, I think it, it's that. It's just that, you know, for us, our, both our children are at nursery. Um, we don't have to get them in at, like, a very set time. You know, that will all change when, they, when uh, Lola starts school in September. But, you know, for us, it's like we can work around, you know, we can book our meetings accordingly, um, 
and yeah if they're sick we can pick them up you know if you've forgotten something we can drop it off it's just it just means we're sort of around because the nursery is like a seven minute walk from our house so there's just it's just easy to be able to get there um you know in that time um so I think it's that and then also when I'm in the house I can be preparing their dinner I can put a wash on you know and hang the clothes out it just allows me to sort of fit in those you know more mundane tasks in you know in between my day um I always feel kind of it must be so hard to pick up your children and head home with them without any food you know you've then got to start preparing food when you get through the door which when you've got hungry children is you know it's, it can be quite uh, stressful so I think this allows me to make a, a a bit more of a relaxed environment you know for when they arrive home like everything's ready and um, I like to do it in that way and it allows me to prepare more meals from you know from scratch and and yeah so that's what I like about it. And Kayleigh, in one of our previous episodes, we spoke about the work-life balance and how challenging that can be when you're self-employed. Mm-hmm. But actually, just, just listening to you both just now, it sounds like when you have young children that the there can be certain advantages in, in the work-life balance and being self-employed. Would you agree? Absolutely. I think um, it's important to remember that your children need you. Um, and when you are sort of employed by someone else, it's hard to... You don't get to see them much, so you're dropping them off at school for breakfast clubs in the morning, so you're the, probably the last time you see them is 8am, and then you don't see them until sort of late evening. Um, and just as Helen um, explained with cooking the meals, you're in the kitchen, so it's sort of you're literally only getting weekends with them. Whereas when you're self-employed, you can your time is your own, so you can sort of plow through your tasks, your work-related tasks. And then you can free that more time up to see your children more. So you can collect them from nursery earlier. You can have a bit more time with them. Um, the weekends are not just... You, you can have from Friday to Monday if that, if that if, if needs be. I feel like the flexibility is... It's, it's paramount. It's, it's everything that I needed um, to be a, what I think is a, um, a good mum, as well as being able to carry on with my career as well. So the media have invented this word, mumpreneur. <laughs> is that something that you would ever call yourself, uh, Helen? Uh, do you love it? Do you hate it? No, I don't like things like that. I, I, I find all these kind of words a bit kind of patronising. I think it's like, you know, we're entrepreneurs, we're workers, you know, you're an actress, you're whatever, you know, you're an actor, not an actor. You know, I just think you are you're doing your job just like anybody else. And um, I work with my husband, so it's, um, you know, we share that responsibility. Um, The kids are in nursery four days a week, so the Friday, it is usually me, but it's, you know, we do try and take turns and sort of who has them for the day. Um, But, yeah, no, I don't, I'm personally not a big fan of words like that. I just think, um, you know, women should just be supported uh, or any parent should be supported if they want to return to work. Um, there should be more flexibility. It's been shown in other countries, you know, particularly Scandinavia, uh, have, you know, a much more relaxed and supportive system there, which allows dads to take time off, not just mums, um, because we should share the load, you know, or if it's a single parent, you know, that there's all, families are all coming all different shapes and sizes these days, and, you know, they're all valuable um, you're valuable as a parent, but you're valuable valuable as a worker, you know. And, and I think you should be encouraged to uh, return to work if that's what you would like to do. You know that 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 should be you should be helped, not um, made to feel that you're 
uh, not as relevant or not as um, you know uh, available. So yeah. And it's a really interesting uh, point you make because uh, self-employed mums are massively on the rise in the UK. We've seen a 30% increase since uh, 2011. It brings in billions for the economy. Kayleigh, what more could be done to help uh, mums uh, who are self-employed? Um, I, feel, I feel like access to nursery um, is great at the moment, but it's still it's quite costly. Um, so it would be good if maybe there was more to implement um, to help the cost, so that so many so more people aren't so imitate, um, intimidated by the the cost of nursery and feeling like they have to do it all at home. Um, because I found that when I did have my youngest son, um, who was one at the time I started at home. It's hard to focus. It's hard to sort of give your time to them and to work because you're trying to do everything in one go. Whereas when he's at nursery, I can focus on him. Um, when he's at home, I can focus on work when he's not here. So for I feel like a lot more people perhaps make the leap um, and sort of give entrepreneurship a go if they knew that if or if nursery was was a bit more accessible to them, a bit more affordable. No, indeed, and I think um, there are real significant advantages economically for the country to uh, to facilitate this for more mums who uh, have a business idea and want to become self-employed and do this. The economic benefits are, uh, are evident. And if we look at the number of women with children, uh, not only in self-employment but working, uh, it's risen from 57% in 1975 to 78% today, a really, really steep incline. Um, do you think that the the increase in uh, working mothers uh, with small children is changing business culture? Um, I think where I'm coming from is you, you now have significantly more uh, working mums who are either in employment or self-employment. Do you think that the way organisations work or the way we do business with one another has changed as a result of that? Has it influenced anything? Yeah, I mean, I think there's um, I think there's a lot of businesses, uh, good and bad, um, that have come out of, you know, sort of mums, uh, you know, being at home. And I think, you know, there's some absolutely phenomenal success stories. There's some which I just think are a bit like, I don't know, I don't think it's really a viable business option. But... Um, <clears throat> You know, I think there's a, a great network with, um, you know, mothers and or parents in general. You know, like we meet in certain places, coffee shops or we soft plays or whatever. And, you know, depending on what your business is, that can actually be quite a good source of of customers. Um, but I think it's just the, the general, it's still got, there's a lot of progress to be made. But I think it is becoming, you know, it's becoming better. And, um, you know, for friends of mine who work in a more traditional kind of uh work environment you know in an office or something you know some of that to really fight tooth and nail to get you know shorter hours or to be able to leave on time um and you know you can it can be very much frowned upon and you're made to feel like you're not pulling your weight but others have been incredibly well supported and um you know it's been really successful uh because you know this again the research shows that you know long commutes long hours you know being away from your home all the time it's actually not very productive you know you can be way more efficient if you've got a good work-life balance so um yeah I think that 
that that's where we need to be going is to keep pushing forward to sort of support people who have got families and want to not spend all their time at you know at work really yeah and kind of on a similar theme um one one of the things we spoke about in a previous episode was uh the real phenomenal rise in people aspiring to become self-employed and run their own business one day, especially in the age group uh, from 18 to 24. Do you think in in your role as a self-employed mother that that will influence your children in any way? Uh, Do you think you are um, a role model or do you think it may encourage them to become an entrepreneur of the future? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I think when they grow up watching um, you work through certain situations, they're sort of seeing how you manage um, a business along with life, because that I think that's a key. It's a key. It's a key skill, because even if they do decide to do things um, to sort of go down the employment route, while they are studying or working towards that, there are things that they can do. There are sort of side hustles, so to speak, that they can pick up. And I suppose watching their parents, growing, watching their parents um, manage a business alongside life, they'll probably find that it's a bit more um, attainable. It's something that they can actually do. It's, it, it feels real life almost. And they would have had experience. They would have been able to sort of go to someone to ask, how do I get this done? Or how do I start this? Or how do I develop this idea into something um, viable? So I feel like it just makes it a lot more accessible. Their ideas kind of feel a bit more real um, when they watch someone do live and breathe that throughout their life. Yeah, thanks. And, and uh, Helen, one of the things that we, we talk about uh, and have spoken about in previous episodes, there's this, uh, uh, this concept that there's no longer a job for life. Um, do you feel that, you know, having having your child see what you do and uh, you know how you go about being self-employed do you think that will better equip them for uh, the times when they leave school and, and go out on their own yeah I mean like well my son's nearly three and my daughter is four and a half so I think it's still quite um, I don't think they really understand what we do at this point um, the only thing is if I ever come down with you know dressed up with a bit of makeup on my daughter goes are you going for a meeting mummy because otherwise I'm sat in whatever else I'm wearing but um yeah I mean I'm raising both my children as feminists and I want them to feel that they can go and you know if they work hard they can go and do what they want I mean obviously the dream would be that they would inherit our business one day you know that's something else but I just think it's it's about choice and about um you know them seeing yeah sort of a, a, a positive thing about working hard and you know, um, yeah, and that, that that we're around more, you know, I think that's a really positive thing um, that they get out of it, you know, is that, that we're around more than if we had worked, if I was in a traditional, you know, office environment or something. So, yeah, I think seeing seeing you be doing it in a successful way and that you're happy and stuff is, is can be nothing but good for, you know, for the children to see, so... And that's a it's a really interesting point talking about because it's a family business that you you have Helen and yeah. uh, the aspiration that one day you know your your kids will take over. Kaylee, is that something that that you are focused on? Do you do you see yourself as founding a legacy um, for your children? 
Yes. Um, for me, I've got I've got quite a lot of siblings, and I'm, I'm the oldest one, so I've sort of always been a bit like a mother hen. Um, so even if my children don't sort of follow in the same footsteps, I'm always doing it for some small, smaller eyes around me anyway. Um, so I do talk about, I will sort of, um, sort of discuss ideas with them. I will talk about how um, you get from A to B or how to deal with certain scenarios. And the things that are applicable to real life, not just business, that I feel like I've acquired um, or I would have only acquired through doing this. Um, so I feel like they, they are going to learn a lot from this. And it's something that even if I don't pass on the actual business, I've passed on the acumen to them that I've, that I've sort of gained myself. I'm sure that will stand them in good stead. Before we move on, let's take a small break with some commercial messages from today's podcast guests. I'm Helen Monroe, and I'm one of the directors of Finch London, which is a company I run alongside my husband, Finch Monroe. Together with our team, we design beautiful bespoke furniture for both residential and commercial clients, which is manufactured here in the UK. If you'd like to know more, then please check out our website, www.finchlondon.co.uk, or you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search for Finch London. Are you ready to build a brand that you can be proud of? See how we can help you grow your small business into a professional powerhouse through strategic, purpose-built design for identity, prints, and web. Start the process by contacting Kaylee at kaylee at hallcreative.co.uk. You can also find us at hallcreative.co.uk and also on Facebook and Instagram. Helen, uh, moving on slightly, is it important to you to keep workspace and kids space separate at home? Does that matter? And if, if it is important, how do you achieve that? <laughs> yeah, uh, that that's the dream. But at the moment, we you know we work in our living room, and there's a stack of toys in the corner, and toys upstairs as well. But yeah, I mean, you know, we're a you know we're a young family living in London. You know, it's it's an expensive city to live in, and with the cost of childcare and everything else, you know, that this is why it made sense for us is just to try and keep our overheads down, uh, which also helps our clients, you know, because then they're not paying for, say, a fancy showroom, you know, they're just, they, they get the, the, you know, a better price. But yeah, I mean, I think if you can to keep the, the two things separate is definitely the best, you know, the best way to do it. But you know, you've got to work with what you've got. Um, and for some people, the reason that they choose not to work from home is because they just don't have the space to do it, you know, and they might just hire a little office space around the corner. You know, it, it doesn't have to be huge and expensive. It can be something small. But, you know, like I said, for me, the working from home thing, the benefit of that is being around to perform a few, you know, house tasks throughout the day and just to be available. So, uh, I'm willing to take that, you know, the stack of toys in the corner to, to be able to do that. So, Yeah, and, and I'm kind of reminded of that uh, famous interview that was either on BBC or Sky last year where the guy was yeah. doing a live interview and uh, suddenly the door flies open and, and one toddler followed by another toddler comes careering into the room followed by a frantic mother trying to drag them out. <laughs> yeah. um, Kaylee, has anything like that ever happened to you? I've been on, I've been sort of conducting, I do 
websites. So when I'm sort of showing a client, a client how to use that website, we'll do it via Skype. And there have been times I've had a small human walk in the room and say that he's done a poo or something like that. So it's not, <laughs> it's, it's very, very real. Um, but I do let them all know I work from home. This is real life. I am also, like Helen, sat opposite of what I call plastic cities, like a hundred toys in the corner. Um, so the video doesn't tend to happen so much because it's so illuminated back there. But yeah, it's, it's, it's so real and very, very um, unpredictable as well. Yeah. And Helen, any spectacular toddler moments from you? Well, um, when when my son was quite small, I would, you know, as in like literally a babe in arms, um, you know, I would take him to meetings and would breastfeed him in those meetings. So I'm really like, I just thought, what, what, what do I have to be ashamed of? You know, I'm a mother. I've got something to offer, you know, my brain, my experience of my baby brain at that point. But... You know, I I just don't see why having children should be seen as something to, you know, to be ashamed of. It's like it's, you know, um, like Kaylee said, it's real life. You know, we have children. And I, most, by far and away, the majority of our clients also have children. It's not, you know, some secret. I think it's, you know, it just, to me, I, I and, you know, I mean, maybe some clients didn't like that, but most of them didn't seem to mind and you know went ahead with the project so I, I don't think it was a, a, a the detriment but um you know I think obviously dragging children along to every meeting running around can be a distraction but I think you know in certain ways I was very inspired by there was a lady who I don't know where she was the current which country but you know she was breastfeeding her child in parliament and you know and I think that's fantastic I think why not you know go for it so um yeah I think you know depending on the situation but I think you you know it doesn't have to be a negative thing. Absolutely. And for me, it's been really inspirational speaking to you both today around this. And I'd like to ask one final question, um, just to give a bit of inspiration to anyone else who thinks they can't juggle toddlers with running a business. Uh, Kaylee, what, what, what tips would you give on managing the two aspects harmoniously? Time management, 100%. Um, I will sit in the evenings and task out, uh, sort of list out what I've got to do for the next day, including meal plans, um, all the sort of all the uniforms ironed for the week. I try to get all those mundane tasks done um, in between sort of time, like projects that I'm on, so that when they do come home, the time is spent purely with them. Um, that's conducive to a, to a happier child, I think. But time management is literally like I, I could stand on my roof and shout it to every mom. That's that's one thing I definitely tell um, everyone to sort of be able to manage well. Thank you to Kaylee and Helen for sharing their stories with us today. Search AXA Business Guardian Angel for more real life stories, business advice, and practical guides. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>